We made it. We are in the fire now, baby. Well, technically, just Saturday. about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are recording this a little, a couple days premature, but I feel like we're slipping into Leo energy and we're still in that Cancer New Moon as well. We're kind of right in the right in a sweet spot. What do you think, Heather? Yeah, we are. And that Cancer New Moon was interesting. Um, but also we are, I was watching a Chani Nicholas video today and she said that we're in like between eclipses, which is another, there's a lot happening this week. I mean, I won't get too ahead of myself, but there's a lot happening that is very significant. And yeah, we're basically in between the eclipses that happened in April and the next eclipses that are going to be happening in October and the April ones were um, Aries and Scorpio, and then the October ones are Libra and Aries. And so, yeah, and the North Node, and the, the Nodes of Fate just moved from Taurus and Scorpio into Aries and Libra. So there's, like, a lot of, you know, not only are we entering Leo season and we just had the Cancer New Moon and we're, like, halfway through the Zodiac, but there's a lot that is significant of, like, we are entering a new phase this week in particular. Wow. It's very loaded. Yeah. And then especially it's really interesting as you were saying all this, Heather, and then I'm just thinking about how and then symbolically the sun is entering a fire sign, mm-hmm. which like in nature, we talk about uh, this a lot on the podcast, like sort of like there's a reason, right, that these that the signs are assigned elements or that every, you know, that there are. Uh, three signs in water, three signs in earth, three signs in uh, air, and then three signs in fire. And the cycles, you know, there's a reason not all the fire, we enter all the fire signs at once. Or like, you know, like this, uh, the cycles of going through these um, elements, it's so symbolic to usually, you know, what's going on in the sky as well. And so you talking about all this like loaded, a sort of uh, big change, big movements happening in the middle of us or, you know, in the peak of us going into fire and like the halfway point of the astrological year, like it's just, it's, you can't make this shit up folks, but it's also like, yeah, in nature, a fire is like, why do you know, a fire happens so that we can like, so that it can all be reborn and mm-hmm. it can, we can have regrowth and, um, that like symbolically in nature, fire is just like such a force in what it, cleanse and in, in the way that it cleanses right yeah. it's like we've talked about how all these have their sort of their own force but you know when you think of fire how fast it is how uh like it, how ferocious it can be how wide it can spread the change that can really be made right now yeah. um yeah. the long-term effects of that is kind of what i'm gathering like from the universe it's just really interesting the energy we're in mm-hmm. right now it's exciting mm-hmm. i love how you put down. that we are burning it down yeah, and uh, also we've this is like the first, you know, uh, season after we've been through all four. Like we're we're entering the fifth sign of the zodiac, so we've already been through a, an a elemental cycle. cycle. Yeah, of fire, earth, right. air, and water. Yeah, this is the first. Yeah, and just also the way again, like I'm paying so much more attention to this in a way that I didn't used to before. And the way the elements line up as well, like water going into fire is really 
to me, there could be really no other sort of lineup because water is such an introspective. Anytime we're in it, it feels like it's a very introspective time. What a beautifully symbolic thing that we go through this like energy. That's all about introspection, uh, kind of one-on-one time with yourself checking in. And then we enter the element of fire where we like, okay, we're burning it all down now that we've taken the time to be in the energy of like looking at things a little closer and contemplating things on more of like a water and emotional, uh, energetic level. And then to throw it all into the fire like this, it's really, really, uh, just yeah, it, it, it what am I trying no, to say? Yeah. It's my rock song. <laughs> totally <laughs> energetically. Totally. And I love how you put that. And not only that, but like going from cancer, the most introspective, reflective, past oriented of them all, the most personal water sign. Um, then and it's ruled by the moon, and then going into Leo, which I would argue is the most expressive, the most, you know, outward, it's ruled by the sun. I think that this is a really special transition from Cancer into Leo. It's like yeah, being the hermit well, to being the... Yes. And like that, like we were talking about how Cancer has a theme of being very nurturing, which <clears throat> I want to take the time to side tangent for a moment yeah, yeah. because I meant to text you about this earlier, but then I decided against it because I was like, I'm going to save it for the pod. But I was watching, I always like to, like after we recorded last week's episode uh the kardashians comes out on like thursdays right when our podcast oh, podcast episodes release and so i was watching the latest pod uh jesus i was watching the latest kardashian episode and there are so many moments that i'm realizing throughout the series that chris brings this up the other sisters bring this up but how chloe is such a good mother and like they're all mothers and they all get their props from chris but there's like a special emphasis on Chloe and like Chloe this latest season has even talked about it where she's like I don't know it's just like in my nature I have a very mothering like nature I'm constantly like worrying and wanting to like mother everyone hello astrology yeah yeah and it was like it was I was just kind of like that's because you're a cancer bitch we just we just discussed you on the pod oh my god Um, I love that it was just so funny to me that even she was like yeah I just have this very mothering way about me and I was really thinking about that a lot this past cancer season and especially with this um we're still technically in cancer season but also this um cancer new moon that we find ourselves in that we're going to also still be that or like be in that energy as we enter Leo right and mother nature herself like the you know the fact that nature is called mother nature and not father but some of the most vicious scariest uh just like the with the the literally the nature of it of mother nature it can just be can be really horrific and can be really like um harsh and brutal right but there's like the whole point is that there's like a it's it's about there a, a cycle right and then there's a balance to that cycle and I find it really interesting that um uh, that mothering nature, I think I used to sort of align with, uh, or nurturing nature, I guess I should, I aligned with being like gentle and coddling. And I think there's something really symbolic of this cancer new moon with this like, uh, idea of the mothering nature and the mothering nurturing that's happening. Right. And that energy of also fire and like the idea of like a mother bird, right. Sort of mother birds kick their, 
little baby birds out of the nest right Mm -hmm. and it's like that seems really like harsh but it's like the mom mama bird is doing it for their own good they have to start learning how to fly right that whole idea that sometimes the mom can be that mothering nature doesn't always I think mean being coddled yeah there was such a balance I felt and I don't know about you Heather and cancer though too especially in that cap full moon we had where I did feel like my energy as a father was weirdly it was like getting grounded but in a gentle way yeah and then now that we're sort of entering into leo i can feel myself getting harsh with myself but in a in a nice it's all for the benefit of right me. like it's like i could feel myself getting a little like we got to crack down on this or like from a place of concern and from a place of like i want me at my priority i want me at the top of my list in terms of priorities i want to take care of myself the way like my mom would if she didn't have to work and she could just be in full control yeah right? yeah like, and we, it was just, it was an interesting, hearing you talk about sort of what's to come and the energy we're about to find ourselves in. I'm like that, there's nothing more sort of mother nature to me than sometimes like the harsh reality of like, we got to burn it down. Yeah. Yeah. It just all feels very loaded and very hand in hand. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the, to the energy. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Like, yeah, sometimes tough love is important too. And definitely a theme of cancer, I think. And in a higher expression of cancer, you know, you can't just coddle constantly. Right. I think in like, whereas like my Piscesness, and I think water can have the reputation maybe of being like soft. It's like uh, the idea is water also knows how to like go with the flow and get around really hard things or really are through hard, tough situations. Um, water is able to bend mm-hmm. and sort of like defy the rules of, physics mm-hmm. right is like the f- the funness and I think that cancer is one of those that where the water is I don't know it's something about cancer that is a very like it's a very introspective and mother nature there's a cleanse there's like a cleansingness to to cancer yeah that I've really enjoyed this season um yeah I don't know it's just it's been a wild time yeah and we're yeah. still in the I think we're still in that. We're still obviously in cancer. We're at the very end of cancer, but we're still taking the cancer new moon with mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. I know. And I'm just really excited to burn it down in Leo, baby. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and I like what you said. I think that fire, I think more so gets the reputation for like being a daredevil or like putting yourself in, you know, insane situations. But honestly, <laughs> In my experience and from like the people I know, the people who are super watery, like one handle stress the best or like can just like handle the most insane situations unlike anyone else with like just so much strength and and poise a lot of the time. And then, um, yeah, I, I also like wonder sometimes though, if like water like subconsciously attracts that something or like what i was literally just about to say heather as you're saying that i was about to make the joke and then i bit my tongue and i should have just made the joke but i was like more or less due to like i think water i think there is like an attraction to it or almost like a need of like water thrives when there's like a problem yeah i wonder yeah 
be an anchor for or like totally or, I, I, yeah i don't know no i wonder it I about d- myself sometimes no, water i'm not even a water sign, on the drama yeah no <laughs> like i i feel like sometimes i'm like heather did you create this situation like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to spice things up a little like <laughs> no that's interesting that's that is an interesting like way to look at yeah it. but um, like the people I don't think you're far off no i really think so <laughs> like i think the people who i know who are like all fire honestly are like pretty calm people or like they don't have these like insane dramatic lives they work like nine to fives like uh, you know I, I don't know right I think also too what like fire is like again the way we sort of talk about water and air and even I think earth and when it comes to earth and fire they're maybe the most um like themselves it's not so Mm -hmm. much like uh what I really love about those signs is that I think we get a lot of authenticity from them yeah and um not that you don't get that from like water and air but again like I think water and air are a little little able more to like be in flow like sort of um blend and intuit yeah yes yes whereas like but what we love or at least I think most people do love about fire and cap is that the herb what people love about fire and capricorn (laughs) (laughs) what people love about fire and earth is that um yeah i just feel like they're authentically themselves in the way that they can't bend as and it's Mm -hmm. not like i i mean like they can't people with who are those elements can't be reasonable or they're they're stubborn it's more of just like it's like a moral thing and it's, and it is almost, it feels like it's like, it's an energy thing. Like I can't not be my authentic self and energy. And like, especially if it means compromising like my morals to like make you feel better or like, I, I really respect the energy and it's, me it's too. that's to me, those two are, that's exactly what they sort of comprehend. That's like what they, what am I trying to say? Like what they're more, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Like what they're made up of. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, totally. No, I I, I respect of? that too. Yeah, what they uh embody. Like Jesus. Yeah. I gotta edit this <laughs> out. Um no, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I respect them for that too. I wish I had a little more of that. Um, but that, that's like my point is that it's not like they're just like there to like stir up trouble or like, Oh, because they're a fire sign, they're going to go up a lot of like, yeah, like what you said, a lot of the fire signs I know are like the friendliest or get along with a lot of people, um, or are very outgoing, have a lot of like friends, but I think that's just it. It's like, this is the energy you're either going to like it or you don't. And that's sort of like, so there, there's an, I think there, a fire has such an at peaceness with themselves where I think water can tend to be and even air can tend to be more like this is the energy are you sure you like it totally Wait, what do you mean you don't like it that makes i'm not uh, now i'm not vibing no like, totally yeah, totally fire's like oh you don't like it i don't know what to do yeah i can't fire <laughs> <laughs> like, like i literally don't it's out of my hands i that yeah no if that makes sense. absolutely absolutely and yeah with leo in particular there's like a real emphasis on authenticity being like a big part of like what makes them different from the rest of the signs um which is interesting. Interesting. It, it is interesting because, like, to me, Aries is the most raw. Like, Aries is the most, like, what you, like, the most, I, uh, most Aries are going to be themselves in every situation, you know, if they have, mm-hmm. like, heavy Libra or some other, you know, signs that, uh, 
tend to intuit and 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 mold based on the situation then sure but like really I mean Aries is Aries so like Leo I think is you know it's opposite Aquarius and it's very like aware I think it's maybe the most self-aware fire sign um but yeah but I guess like the authenticity is more in I don't know I feel like it manifests kind of differently than Aries I don't know if you have any thoughts on this but like to me like the Leo sense of authenticity is sort of like in like the little quirks of the personality expression or like um the playfulness yeah. or like that sense of like childlike um energy yes uh yes. yeah does that make sense it does not to say that like aries isn't fun or doesn't know oh how no to be, exactly I, no i would never say like that. i do think there's a little more like a self-seriousness to aries in terms of maybe sag and leo respectfully uh-huh. like i more mean like i think the way yes aries manifest its fire is a little more of like what I'm trying to it's again it's also the very first sign right so like we've talked about this before where I think Aries can be a lot like it the rep is a lot more like self uh self first like making itself a priority and I think that's sometimes where like the self-seriousness can come in whereas Leo is like just it feels like it's a little you know it's the second one kind of in the same way like the middle child well it's like I got the intense older sibling yeah that is Aries and then I have the fun little shithead Sagittarius uh-huh. right behind me but like I feel like Leo kind of finds that balance of like well I need to express myself like Aries but I still need to be the fun one like Sag so yeah. there's almost like a That's it's interesting. like it, and it's, it falls in the middle of the fire signs too in the way that our astrological calendar works and like so to me that's kind of like where I see it it's almost like these these middle elements are almost kind of like the middle children whereas like even with Pisces and Scorpio I feel like those two are more on the um intense for the water signs and cancer kind of falls in that middle um with earth I kind of more view Capricorn what am I trying to say I guess I more see Capricorn and Virgo as like, well, then, yeah, that would make Taurus the middle. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking for Earth, I saw it differently. But I mean, like, yeah, I feel like actually, I guess I more want to say I, feel, I, I see Capricorn and Virgo being more alike. And that's maybe why they're on like, yeah, the, end of the spectrum. Yeah, I agree. And then Taurus falls in the middle because it's, if that makes sense. And then for the heirs, I'm like, well, while I'm here. Yeah. I do. I feel like. I don't know though. I feel like Gemini almost falls on one end for air of the spectrum. And then um, Libra again, kind of similar to the earth. I feel like Gemini and Libra have a little more similarities, Mm. which puts Aquarius more like in the middle. Mm. Um, That's just kind of an interesting way to look at it though. So it doesn't, I don't, to me personally, I don't know if it applies to all the elements, but there is almost like a middle ground with all of them in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one that's like, a little different or a little bit of both. Yeah. If there's not two extremes, I feel like one is then a little bit of both. But if there are two alike, then one is then there's like one extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my logic and it's science and it's backed by NASA. Uh, so <laughs> listeners uh, tune in with your questions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have the Bible on it <laughs> on what I, what I just said. I wrote the textbook for it. And real quick while we're here, Heather, um, while I'm addressing the listeners before I get before we get too ahead of ourselves, uh, just want to say happy sort of we're right in that sweet, sweet speaking of middle. Uh, we're right in like the sweet middle of cancer going into Leo, but taking a, some big cancer elements with us. Uh, so listeners, 
like we said, we've got some big old transitions along the way. Uh, just tighten your seatbelts, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be like Harry Potter and Ron when they take the car in the Chamber of Secrets. That's how we're getting to school this this season. You know what I mean? Harry like Potter's not, a Leo. Oh, you see how that is exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. As are all Gryffindors, I hear. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gryffindor is so Leo. Gryffindor is literally isn't it? Literally, isn't Leo like the lion? Right. Symbol. Yes. Yes. Okay. So literally, Griff and it, Gryffindor looks just like it. Yeah, no, That's Gryffindor so is so Leo. But uh, what's, uh, Jesus Christ, oh no, the, the name of the author, uh, J.K. Rowling, she literally yes. wrote it with the intent that Harry's a Leo. Like, <gasps> like and, and, he's, and his Gryffindor birthday symbol. is in... It's that's documented right. it's in the book, the and it's yeah, yeah, and that's always like when he's heading to Hogwarts. And Hermione like, is a can you guess? I was about to say Taurus, you're not far off. She's got to be a cap, right? Virgo, Virgo. she's a Virgo because <laughs> they're the they're the smarty pants of the bunch. Yeah, Virgos like to be the know it alls, and that's what she gets called. Damn, that should have been my first. No, guess. no, no. And then is Ron, Ron would almost strikes me as a Pisces. I want to say you, you're right. I, I, I can't remember that one totally, but I think you're right. Or he's, I don't want to call Ron an Aquarius <laughs> respectfully to the Aquarius men, <laughs> but I almost do feel like he could either be, or maybe cancer, if not Pisces, possibly cancer. But then I guess I would put his birthday kind of close to Harry's. I forget when it is. My point yeah, is, sorry, I, it's going to be a fun transition. No, 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 no. It's just it, it, we're going to we not we might not be in the safety of the Hogwarts train, but we're having we're making core memories on the way there. We're going to snap our wands. We're going to get into the tree, the Whomping Willow. You know, we're going to get a couple of scrapes, but we're going to have ourselves a good year. Oh, we're yeah. Cover some secrets about ourselves along the way. <laughs> True. Sound like a goddamn audio book. Yeah. Um, and with that, uh, our co-host, Heather Cunningham, just gorgeous inside and out. A Leo rising, might we add. So really going to be feeling herself this season. And that goes for all of you with fire placements. We're about to expect that element in your chart to sort of be lit up on the tree that is your astrological map and it's me Miranda with all the science and NASA to back me up indeed that's your little your little sidekick Heather uh. um your little your you're also your co-host um an honor to be here and in your presence missed you listeners <laughs> we're just gonna ha we're having ourselves a leo what the fuck is going on with me <laughs> i just i'm like blah blah blah, 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 blah. Haven't i start recorded snoring. at night I in a while i feel like I, I, <laughs> i'm like no. it's just, oh geez yeah. you know life's it's it's you know when you sleep all day and then um record at night it's hard you that know, is hard. I can't imagine I, oh. in the opposite situation where I hardly slept last night and worked all day. And I know. Uh, but and that's but we've got some rewards heading our way with this Leo. We do. Either, I really believe we do. We I'm do. Excited. Yes. And if you have Leo rising, it's your, you know, personal new year. That's right. Um, that's because right. the sun will be entering your first house, which signifies mm. a new 12 year, not 12 year, 12 month cycle across the zodiac very exciting um yeah and one other thing i was gonna say is that i feel like there's Please. a debate in astrology 
on whether or not Leo starts the so like Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer are personal signs. And then I've heard some astrologers say that Leo is also a personal sign. And then some say that it's interpersonal. So basically like there's 12 signs and you could break it up as, yeah, you could break it up as like four, four, and four, or wait, I can't do math. Oh my God. Three. Three. Yeah. But then there's not a, Oh, you're right. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. But no, I feel like I've heard people say that Leo's not interpersonal, that it's like still a personal sign, which kind of makes sense because it's the sun and it's very about like your personality and like embracing your authenticity. But I also think it's it's known for like being romantic and like, Mm. you know being like the teenager of the zodiac who goes out on dates and has fun and is flirty and parties and that sort of thing every leo i know is still like a teen at heart and i mean that with all due respect and like in the best way i don't like not in an immature or like bad way like truly like it's life mm-hmm. we're meant to, like i i want to i want to be a kid in it as like like they have the right mindset like i'm envious of the mindset i want to get more on that mindset um and embrace that and like and my Piscesness loves that loves that it's like yeah let's be kids forever as long as we can and I think it's not that like Leo's trying to live in the past in that way or in that energy it's more just like that is the like you should we should never let that go Leo's just ahead of the ball on that yes what? ahead of the game yeah 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 they're on the ball on the ball ahead of the game yeah with that one where it's just like no we should never lose our like childlikeness our inner child should always still is, is still with us and we shouldn't pretend that like just because we're an adult age that this isn't fun anymore yeah or that life's not worth having fun totally yeah, every leo i know is a blast yeah Shouts out to the leo yeah leo moons too like i feel like um leo placements are just usually like yeah yeah and i i think that you know it makes sense that there's so many Leo celebrities and performers because it's literally the yep. the archetype of wanting to yep. shine and express and perform. But I think I've heard a lot of heavy Leo uh, celebrities also say that they can't imagine doing anything else because they like need their career to be play. Like, I think that's also a big ah. part of the reason why they're attracted to the entertainment industry is like it feels like play. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, so I'm excited. Yeah. The list of uh, these famous Leos that we're going to be covering this season is long. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With that, Heather, shall we maybe just go ahead and jump into these Leo? Take a look at these Leo charts. I'm into it. Yeah. I have a lot to Let's say dive about head for- my chart. Yes. Let's dive head first into the fire, baby. <laughs> got some fun leos kicking us off today heather mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i am looking forward to these uh would you like to would you like to start us off sure sure i mean i right i've been excited to talk about this uh, yeah. honestly a lot of the leo celebrities like i i've ever since we started the podcast like i have just been looking, been looking for a platform to, to talk about these specific artists and their yeah. charts because a lot of my favorite celebrities and especially musicians are leos 
Um, Interesting. And well, and this Leo specifically embraces astrology. She does. And her lyrics are so fucking Leo. I mean, she just exudes mm-hmm. Leo. Casey Musgraves. Yes. She, yep. you know, yeah. blew up right after her Saturn She's return. Leo as it gets. Leo yep. as it gets Sorry. with that go, long, go flowing, gorgeous hair, that confidence. Those incredible outfits. Incredible outfits. Like, she likes to be a little flashy, but she's uh, also down to earth, loves to smoke weed and do the substances. And she's like, life is meant to live. You know, you got to. Yep. Um, Ugh, I love it. And then that. Sag Moon, which is I the fact that wow. she's a Sag Moon and she has a song called Follow Your Arrow. Like, come on. Wow. And then uh, wow. Taurus Rising, which <laughs> is her little okay. down to earth, you know. Yeah. Let's ground in. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. But like, I, I cannot think of a, a better representation of Leo, honestly. Like, I just yeah. the fact that. I mean, a lot of the Leo celebrities I I love and a lot of the musicians are very vocal about like, you know, loving to have fun. Um, One of my favorite Casey songs is Live Fast, Die Fun. Um, Mm. And, you know, she has another song that's called like Late to the Party. And it's like, I'm never late to the party if I'm late to the party with you. And she's like, we're oh, rolling one right. for two. Like and like, it's just like, she's so just about like live and let live. I, I showed my mom like some of her music videos and she was like, yeah, I get it. She's like the live and let live Leo. Like, yeah, um, she is. And like, you want to talk about authenticity, like Casey Musgraves has talked about too. She's someone who like got her her sort of like you said her fame came around during her Saturn return and she talks about it getting famous sort of like mm-hmm. later and I, she's still so young and yeah. hot and like uh, does like her everything about her trajectory was so juicy and delicious like I just be, um golden hour is one of the best didn't it get the Grammy yeah year? I think it won a ton of the Grammys year? yeah I think it did yeah it's incredible and it's like to be able to release art that you're so proud of that has literally no skips. And for that to be also sort of like the first musical piece, a lot of people that was like, I had heard of Casey, like Casey Musgraves before I'd heard like some of her hits here and there. Like I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, you know, you go home countries on the radio. So like I would hear more of her country stuff, but golden hour was such a beautiful blend. And she talks Mm -hmm. about this where she wanted it to make a blend of like all of like kind of like her favorite things. And like, it's so modern pop country, like, uh, it's such a, it's such a special album. It's such a beautiful thing that it came around in her Saturn return. And it's also the album that got her fame. And like, cause again, for a music career, it's definitely like she's later in the game, but she talks about that mm-hmm. and how important it was for her to not sell out essentially, or just make shit to make it like And golden hour is such a like third eye open album. Mm-hmm. It's such a spiritual, Oh, I love the trajectory of her career mm-hmm. or like how that is how that happened for her. And I, I would say golden hour is her best work. I'm sure she would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could tell when an artist, like you can almost just tell like that's the, it's a piece of her soul. Yeah. That yeah. Album, for real. Not that I don't love her other stuff, but golden hour specifically. And I know it, it to be the album that really got me into her. And a lot of people I think who don't like always listen no, to country music into her. Anyways, her. 
just and so when Leo you read and savage of her no totally <laughs> and there's so much I want to say like I feel like there's so many Leo musicians <laughs> I know who also have that same theme of like not wanting to sell out it being very important that they stay authentic in an industry that is constantly trying to mold them yeah. and uh yeah but in her little note in the album she says that I almost want to like Google it right now so that I don't fuck it up. But she says, I, I'm pretty sure like it was my 29th birthday, a solar eclipse on the day. I was outside with my like new love of my life, uh, looking out into the golden hour. And I had this moment of inspiration. Like I need to spread more love. Like I know the next album I'm going to write. And that mm. just like kills me because it's like her Saturn return. Her birthday fell on a solar eclipse as a Leo. She's like outside, like taking in the rays and just has this inspiration of like, I need to spread love. Like how fucking Leo and poignant like, is that? And connect with people yeah. in a way that you know how and in a way that you can get to express yourself. Like I also feel like Leo's so about like human to human connection in a way that like, I don't know, in terms of like my experience with Leo's at least. And like what a beautiful thing to want to spread. And then also like, it's like she had love in her intention she had love in her heart she had love in how she wanted to express herself and to like spread more of it and then she was rewarded with a fucking grammy and like blowing mm -hmm. up like the universe could not have rewarded mm -hmm. her more what a spiritual bitch yeah. like yeah that's someone who's like on their higher path totally is, and she oh, exudes I that i mean she to me like yeah. also just it's so refreshing to have someone who I is so, I look up to her too. I, it's so refreshing to yeah. have someone who is so like, I don't know, like writes music about like smoking pot, but then also is yeah. so unbelievably wise. And like in another song yeah. is like, you know, like slow burn. She like I'm like an old cool, soul. Older, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. She's so, so incredibly amazing. Like what a gifted songwriter, storyteller, star performer, voice of an angel Singer. yeah yeah um just pure uh, i'm gonna listen to golden hour on vinyl i love it so much <laughs> i listen to her all the time if i'm in a sad one mood of my favorite vinyls uh, jake's always like yeah. i heard you turn on casey and take a shower i'm like you know i was crying <laughs> earlier today um there's no skips on no there album. really aren't but also like, it's really her perfect. other albums are worth getting into like pageant material has oh, some, sure. yeah they're all she's for just sure. been such a it's just that golden hour was really like as a whole master i'm so happy it got the recognition because it deserved yes. it and like as a mat it was just like the whole thing was no, a masterpiece it really absolutely was. like but she yeah she continues to put out absolutely what i deem as hits yeah but Ugh. How crazy, too, that, like, so during her sad return, she falls in love. She was like, I don't really ever think I'm going to get married like that. I never really thought that was me. That's a very sad moon of her. And then she, like, falls in love and gets married very quickly during her sad return. That's right. He provides the inspiration for Golden Hour. And then the very thing that catapults her to, like, mega fame, like, mainstream household name is the same thing that like ends up being sacrificed. It's like, like yeah. I think because she got also, so famous. Yes, I'm so sick of this. Theme I know it's so, so annoying that you bring that up really quick, not to get like too. Well, too I'm gonna bring it into the chart it, but, like, too, but yes. Oh, absolutely amazing! Because I know we just talked. We talked about Ariana Grande not too many episodes ago. Cancer. 
but she's going through a public divorce right now with her husband who was like not a nobody but like well I mean not famous like a real estate agent someone she like knows from childhood I think his name's Dalton Gomez and like there's room of course these are rumors but like the sort of the story is that he didn't understand her level of fame until he was like really in it and I'm just like really you didn't she's Ariana fucking grande and that's like the same story with Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn is that like he that's like again like sort of and I'm just like there's such a theme too I feel like where these men are really attracted to these fiery women who have these huge lives and burn really Mm -hmm. bright but then it's like Ugh, I don't know. They get too close to the flame and they, and they, it, it all, yeah, it changes. Cause like same with Taylor, a lot of her, like she wrote six albums essentially. No, like four, like four of her albums are, have like Joe all over them and five, five of her albums, excuse me. Half of her discography yeah, has like Joe all over them. And Yet here they are having like a huge public breakup. And I'm just like, it's just interesting that this keeps being a theme Mm -hmm. for these mega stars. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, yeah, anyone who thinks they can hold these fire down, fire signs down, especially I'm like, praise be if you're not. I know. I know it does. It seems like impossible. He wants a breadwinner. He wants your dinner. Mm. Um, yeah, no, but it's very interesting looking at the chart too. Oh my God, this chart is like so on point. So like the sun and Leo is in the fifth house, Leo's house, um, forming mm. a trine to innovative Uranus and very spiritual Neptune. And then she has the moon in Sagittarius in the eighth house, which is Scorpio's house, which often represents like unfortunately endings and and going into the depths and and transforming through that and a lot of astrologers say that it's like a house of divorce I don't really like to look at it that way but there is something to Scorpio in the eighth house and the symbolism of that energy and needing to like go to the depths and and embrace the darkness and come out the other side transformed um so Mm. that is in the chart And then she also has Jupiter in the first, which is Sagittarius's planet of like expanding bigger and better. And like I can see the highest heights for myself in the first house of like her identity. And then the Taurus rising that actually allows her to like sit down and write songs and (laughs) uh, do the work. So, yeah. So you feel like all three of all three, her big three are like clearly represented. I think so. And the house placements and just the whole way the chart is built is, yeah, I think like so it makes so much sense. Um, That's wild. Yeah. She's very, very fiery. And, like, there's pictures of her on tour, like, singing and, like, giving thumbs up to the audience. And I don't know what the context is. But I just, like, love that she also has this, like, fuck y'all energy, you know? Like, she's, I think, oh, like, very yeah, much a sweet person. Video. But she is also, like, oh, you know, yeah. very Sagittarius. She'll shoot him back with mm-hmm. you. And, like, you're going to have a good time with her. And, like, she's going to she's gonna cuss. Yeah. And, like, she's got, I, she does one of those things that I'm so... That's just so special when especially it's someone in the limelight like that who's a performer at the scale that she is. But it's like you feel like you can be her best friend, but then you also want to be front row for her Mm -hmm. show. Like she's got that like balance Mm -hmm. with her where it's like 
it's Casey fucking Musgraves, but you feel like you could just like hang out with her casually totally. too. And it's a beautiful thing to like embody when you're at that yeah. level of fame, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, she seems Ugh. so down to earth and real. And yeah, I want to be her friend. Come on the pod, Casey. We love you, Casey. Yeah. Let's talk about the stars. <laughs> yeah, she would. She would. She, we'll uh, smoke a joint. There's a really funny video of her. <laughs> yes. We, we could do some. Yeah, yeah. In the park. Um, yeah, no, there's that really funny video of her performing where she's like, when I say ye, you say ha. And then she's like, ye. And they're like, the crowd's like, ha. And then she, I think, like, says something or doesn't say it. And then they go, ha. And she goes, I didn't say fucking ye. <laughs> like, it's like, that's like one of the memes of hers. Like, I didn't say fucking ye. Oh, that's ye. so funny. <laughs> she's I funny. love her. I know. She's playful. We have a good time with Casey. Uh, yeah. Uh, Love you, Case. Love you. See you soon. <laughs> Manifesting it. Manifesting it. Um, all right, Heather, shall we move on to the, our next chart? Let's. Another incredible performer, another incredible singer. Um, just passed away, uh, sadly. But geez, just what a what a one of the greats of all greats. Um, and like speaking of country music it was uh Whitney Houston's version of I will always love you right that like really blew up like that's the uh, version we all know from the 90s yeah it's the really right, big right, like right. and uh yeah. like it's it's and then I didn't even know until like years later that Dolly oh, wrote it right. and it's a Dolly Parton song and it's like a completely different vibe but they're and they're both incredible both versions I love but Whitney Houston is like why I think a lot of our generation knows that song and it was in the movie, the bodyguard that she also oh. was in. Um, anyways, but yes, Whitney Houston, an absolute Leo of our dreams. Um, yeah. So sad that she just recently died. What a fiery life Whitney lived as mm -hmm. well. Um, and then looking at her chart, Heather, I know you said that it's very like right heavy, yeah right is what you were yeah there's a saying, ton of planets on the right side but then there's also little spurts of things all over it but yes well the, i was just her top her big three uh she's a leo sun aries moon and then pisces rising and i know that whenever whitney houston gets brought up uh people love bringing up like her very uh publicly uh abusive relationship and then also her drug dependency and the issues she had and then seeing that pisces rising with that uh double fire i know it's funny too because casey we just covered is a leo double Sun fire i was gonna moon, say yeah but then has that taurus rising where i think like going about her fire and the way she goes about it right very different than someone who's at that level of fame and well even bigger level of fame and stardom for a much longer trajectory um in the public eye like that but then also has a pisces rising and we see that escapism mm -hmm. when you look at just like you know historically whitney's life and then also in this chart it feels yeah. like no absolutely wrong, you're so right but yeah i it's uh i don't know if like judging by her chart Heather, if you're able to like, if that, if there's red flags in the sense of like, oh yes, this is like an escapist chart or like, this is someone who's going to be put through a fucking blender uh, essentially yeah. and then come out on fucking top. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's a really, no, 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 no. It's a really dynamic chart. It's really interesting. So there's like all these grand trines 
um, going to the midheaven. So if you're looking at it, you can see that there's like all these blue lines forming an exact triangle, which is like ease and harmony. And if you have a grand trine, it's three separate parts of your chart getting along very harmoniously, easy flow of energy, things just like happen really easily. And so for Whitney, Sun and Mercury, or sorry, Sun and Venus in Leo is trine the midheaven, which represents the career and, and your public persona. Then that trines the moon and Jupiter together in Aries. And Jupiter already amplifies and makes things bigger and grander and uh, might I say even oh. luckier. So there's this grand trine of... Sun and Venus, Venus also being a lovely, you know, benefic, they say, like a, a, like a, you know, easy planet. So Sun and Venus together in Leo, trining the midheaven career point in Sagittarius, trining moon and Jupiter in Aries in the first. I mean, that is like gold. That is like ease with career, wow. like you express and things just happen. And like, as long as you're creative and expressing, the rest comes naturally and things happen very easily. Wow. The other parts of the chart, there's also all these red lines, like a lot of oppositions, which I think is like more struggle when it comes to the more personal life, private stuff. Mm. So Pluto, which is Scorpio's planet, that's like intense power struggles, notoriously the most difficult planet, is right on her seventh house right. of relationships, right on the descendant next to Mercury, a personal planet in opposition to that Pisces rising. I think that's probably the most difficult aspect in this chart. And then she has Neptune in the eighth house of Scorpio's house in Scorpio, squaring the sun, squaring Saturn in the 12th Pisces house. So there's like, I know I just said a lot, but there's like ease and harmony when it comes to creativity, self-expression, public persona, the fire um, areas of the chart. And then there's this like really intense, deep uh, turmoil when it comes to the earth and water, more private parts of the chart. For sure. That's so interesting. I feel like that always, it's like, it, it shocks, not doesn't shock me how many charts that have these very big, bombastic sort of careers usually always have a trend of struggling, though. It's like always you how You can't it have it all, I feel like. like. It's like, you. no one's yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, how could you have that balance? How could you have yeah. that balance, like, realistically? I yeah. Don't. I think a lot of people make it work as best they can, but that to me just does seem like, but it is always so interesting that for like the people who are like Whitney Houston, we're talking about mega famous. We're talking about one of the biggest singers of all time in terms of, uh, terms of record sales, her actual singing voice in terms of going down in history with a, as one of the best voices just for generations and generations. Now she just recently died. feels like she's been around forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just so interesting when people at that level, it always feels like it. we find it in their chart, Heather, that there's this underlying uh, imbalance in terms of like that part's really easy. Yeah. It's the like normal day-to-day -day human. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's No, it's very, it it's like a very intense chart in that way. Yeah. There's a lot of like really intense placements with a lot of really beneficial, nice placements. Um, wow. Yeah. Ugh. RIP to a Ugh. queen. Seriously. I just, yeah. It was so funny because right before uh, I went to Switzerland, which uh, the town we were in in the Alps was like just only like a couple hours right outside of Zurich, which is actually where Whitney Houston passed away. She just passed away like r literally right before Aww. her birthday. 
um, in crazy June how often that happens too but sorry yeah no it's like as I as I was saying that I'm like my Taurus grandmother did that. yeah my grandmother um my grandfather birthday. my yeah so many people I know like that's such a thing and I think there's something astrological about that me- too yes and I was gonna say I'm like there's almost like this beauty of like um a lot of people who believe in or a lot of the beliefs behind reincarnation, uh, there's this idea behind it that there's like a like a 40 day or a 30 day sort of spiritual period after passing away where you your energy is still remains on Earth before fully like next leveling to your like next life or whatever. OK, I don't know yeah, if I'm yeah, saying yeah. this right. That also might even just be a Christianity thing. I'm like, when does 40 days? Right. Well, again? no, that's interesting. Though. Whatever. Mm-hmm that you still like walk the earth and I'm like, there's something really cool and spiritual to hear that. And then to also like the trend of people kind of passing away in that time frame right before, yeah. um, in terms of like, Oh, I wonder if your birthday is sort of a spirological yeah. celebration. Oh, that's an know. optimistic way to look at it. Yeah. On. I like yeah. that. Why yeah. not? Um, but yeah, she passed away right before her birthday just last month. And it was right before I went to, uh, Switzerland where she was, uh, re- living and retired and, um, where she ended up dying. And so I was like, really, I don't know. I just ended up thinking about Whitney Houston a lot and was like watching videos and TikToks of her around right around that trip, just cause it was so on my mind and it had just happened so recently. Um, I'll tell you what though, a bitch picked an incredible place to, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. About her last days. She knew what right. she was doing. Uh, but yeah, Whitney, we love you. Uh, she's a Rest spiritual peace, Pisces rising. Yeah, truly. Uh, Goddess. No need to escape anymore. Mm-hmm. Just only your legend and incredible energy remains. Mm-hmm. Uh, love it. Heather, these were some fun moves. What a fun little kickoff to Leo uh, season we've two had. Two icons and more to come. Two incredible icons, yes. Listeners, we hope you had fun with this episode. Uh, Heather, are there any last minute um, sky movements we want to point out? Yeah. Did we cover them well, all? Well, no, already? I wish I could say so. last minute. This week is like jam packed, it's like a really intense oh, that's week. Right. Um, this week specifically yeah, during these transitions. Yeah, like this is kind of a week. Well, July is sort of a month in astrology, like back, you know, before 2023 even started. I was watching a lot of things from a lot of different astrologers who, you know, they give the overview overview of what to expect out of the year astrologically. And all of them said, you know, the summer, specifically July, is going to be very intense. And now that we're in July, all of the astrologers are like, this is the week. And granted, wow. it's not. The one we've been preparing yeah, for. Yeah, literally. And like, <laughs> granted, it's not an eclipse month. And all of this is going to affect you more if you have uh, planets or your big three in Aries, uh, Libra, Cancer, or Capricorn, any of the cardinal signs. Um, because those are the, that's where most of the action is happening, but yeah, a very big week. Um, on Thursday, July 20th, uh, when this comes out, 
Mars in Virgo is forming an opposition to Saturn in Pisces, which is like bringing our attention to where we have to work a little harder on something. Maybe uh, if we haven't been dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's, this is a mm. moment to, you know, get real about shit and think like, how do okay, I have to Heather. actually, yeah, I know I'm dealing with this too. It's like, you know, nose to the grindstone. Like, what do you have to actually do? Come on, time to work hard. Capricorn fathering there. Um, mm. Yeah. And then the nodes just change signs from Taurus and Scorpio to Aries and Libra, which happens every 18 months. And the nodes are not planets, like I said last episode, but they are points and they give sort of like a faded quality. It's it's very, um, you know, in terms of the, the natal chart, it's where you look to to figure out what your like soul purpose is or what your higher self is uh, trying to achieve in this lifetime. So that changed signs, um, which also brings emphasis to the Aries Libra thing. And then on Friday, the sun is opposite Pluto, which only happens once a year, um, where, and Pluto is, you know, one of the most intense planets, even though it's the smallest, it's Scorpio's planet. Uh, it mm-hmm. will bring up power struggles, power differentials, um, getting to the bottom of something emotionally, like uh, discovering secrets within your psyche or maybe secrets amongst others that, you know, reveal something within yourself. All of that. Very intense energy there. And then shortly after that, the sun enters Leo And Venus starts (laughs) retrograding until September 4th. So Venus has been in Leo and it's about to go backwards all the way until September. And uh, yeah, so and Venus, you know, is all about beauty, what we find attractive, our values, how we love. (laughs) Um, So, you know, they're saying hot girl summer. summer. That's why it's like everyone's saying it's the summer of love. Venus, you know, being in Leo for an extra long ass time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you know, with (laughs) Venus retrograding, a lot of people like to say like, oh my God, problems in relationships. But I don't really see it that way. I think it's just like becoming more clear on how you want to love, how you want to be loved. And yeah, how you want to feel like hot, like a Leo or, or you know, like just like have fun yeah. and, and love yourself in that um, flashy, but Leo also way. authentic childlike yeah. way. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, for that's Leo. it. I'm excited too. It's I... It's a fiery summer, fiery summer, fiery week, but I love my fire. Yes. And, and real quick too, just for the listeners, Heather, if people wanted to like read up more on this week, do you recommend a specific, I love that question, obviously our podcast, (laughs) but like, do you recommend a specific, I know you talk about this, excuse me, often, but just as an extra like punch for the readers. Yeah. Cause I, I'm also asking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause I think I'm going to want to look up this week. Totally. A more, be more in yeah. tune with it. But yeah. What do you recommend? Um, yeah. The, the ones that I've been doing for a while, I've been saying that I don't love Chani Nicholas, the astrologer, because she did this like, uh, it's really just that I got a bad vibe from a Netflix documentary I watched. And I think that was just Netflix. Gotcha. And I, I don't want to, hate on any astrologer I think she actually is uh makes really good videos so uh Channy Nicholas does a weekly 
wrap-up video. Uh, she just released one on Monday. I would check that out. Um, also, Molly McCord, who I talk about all the time, although that's a little bit more advanced. Mm. But she does, she talks about the astrology in a very advanced way, but then she also talks about the energies in just a very easily digestible way. So that's worth listening to. She does a weekly rundown every Wednesday on her podcast. Um, but also my fave, and I think the go-to is astro.com or astrodienst.com, I think is the long form. Right. Yeah. Uh, you can yes. go on there and if you go to the all about astrology tab and click on the July newsletter, um, you can read about the month, but then they also do a weekly horoscope, which is always very on point and they break it down by sign. And I recommend if you're reading like a weekly horoscope to not just look at your sun sign. Like for me, I look at like what it says for Aquarius, but then I'm like, well, actually my son's at the very end of Aquarius. So I feel like mostly what they're talking about is like Pisces and my planets and Pisces that are next to it. Or like you're looking at your mm. rising sign for the horoscope is actually something a lot of people suggest you should really do because wow. uh, things that affect your rising sign sort of light up your whole chart and uh the ascendant is when it comes to transits is like a focal point of the chart. So hope wow. that all made sense. Oh, Heather. No. Yes. Thank you so much. Listeners. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I've got some research. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a Casey. I'm going to put the golden hour on the vinyl and I'm going to do some, do a little tippity tappity, do some research, prepare for this uh, energetic week we've mm-hmm. got going on. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. I'm excited. Buckle up, Buckle y'all. up. I can I'm use some passion, Heather. some fire, some excitement. Could we, we all, all could. Tap into your Leo, Heather, and we can all tap into Leo, okay? Sun's in it. All bets are off. Let's have a Leo good time. Indeed. I love you so I much, I love you Heather. so much. This is always a treat. We love you, listeners. It really is. Uh, we, hope you, we hope you got your sweet tooth fix. <laughs> Jesus. I can't do this anymore. Uh, Infinite abundance. Infinite abundance. (laughs) Love y'all. Love you. Bye. Bye.